G'day Cobber and welcome to the Seki Life Podcast. Welcome back to episode two of the Seki Life. Today joining me we have Mr. Timothy Clark in the studio. Tim, welcome and thank you very much for coming. Uh, thank you, thanks for having me man. All good in the hood mate. So basically we'll start how we always do. I'll give you 30 seconds to give us an elevator pitch. You just tell us when you got into security, uh, how long you did it for, whatever you think is relevant, mate. Yep, so I got into security in 2011, um, and I worked majority of that in Fortitude Valley in Queensland, and um, to about 2018 to when I yep. sort of phased out of that and worked in uh, forensic medicine. So. Now, Fortitude Valley is a nice spot. Uh, I, oh, did a, I did a stint. <laughs> working in Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and I worked at a, a very nice place called the Candy Club. Uh, yeah, I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because I couldn't find a whole lot of work up there that was like during the week sort of full-time style, but everyone wanted you for the weekends. Yeah. And I started working for a company called Professional Calibre Security, which is a yeah. very strange fucking name, but they used to make you wear button-up shirts to make you look presentable, right? That's right, I can confirm I worked for... Oh, you did camp. work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you worked for them. There you go, small, small world. Hey. Alex and, and um, Alex and Nick were pretty much the go-to at the time. I can't remember the names. Yeah. This was maybe six, six, seven years ago now. But uh, nice fellas, and yeah, um, yeah they, I remember I signed up with them, and they said, oh, we've already put the roster out this week. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, they said, we'll put you on the roster next week. Then I got a call and they said, oh, hey, mate, um, can you work at a venue called The Candy Club? And I was like, that's a fucking strange name for a nightclub. And then it like, it tweaked yeah, and I was like, yeah. this is a fucking strip club, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I worked around um, at their, shall we say, sister nightclub. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Eye Candy as well. And um, yep. worked yep. with a few other fellas there, which we'll get into. Of course. The, uh, of course. That's uh, unfolded. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. So when they pretty much first said, oh, you've got to work at this place called... Um, eye candy and I was like I just I just knew like what type of place it was so yeah did you have a missus at the time I did yeah yep. so it was like that awkward like how was work and if they would you know she would come and visit me on the doors or you know drop lunch or, oh, okay. or dinner and stuff off it was just that she sort of when she would rock up it was just like oh my yeah so yeah okay yeah uh, I was engaged at the time and I remember right. I said oh I said, look, I've got a shift. Well, I've actually I've got two shifts, I said, but it's at a place called Candy Club, which is yeah. a strip club. And uh, she was actually like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just uh, next week you're working somewhere else. Which is pretty much the same, <laughs> the same thing. I never worked there. I just and I said, uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. So, I mean, for a strip club, they only had two security, one, one on the door, which yes. I thought was strange, and one down the stairs, which was me. Mm -hmm. And all I had to do was make sure people paid and got a stamp. Uh, interesting layout of the place was there was basically the stage was near the door. So yes. as a young, hot-blooded gentleman, it was quite hard to fucking concentrate on the job you were supposed to doing mm. when there's naked ladies just, uh, you know, doing their Cirque du Soleil <laughs> fucking, you know, things. But it uh, wasn't a bad gig, you know, I only did two shifts there and then I got moved on, yes. uh, which was fine. I started working at the River Bar. Right. 
Yes, yes. Which, for those who don't know, is on the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which was also a, a fucking weird venue because you got two guards and it's sort of in a, it's in like a half circle, yes. right? But there's no fences. They just have a couple like big pot plants. So mm. if you're trying to control access, it's a bit of a nightmare, but they didn't seem to care. Yeah. But also next door to them was a public toilet. So they wanted one guard to stand there to make sure no one took glasses and the other one had to check IDs. Yes. But there was like three entry points yes. and I never really understood. I just thought this place is fucking strange. Yeah. But uh, Well, all those Eagle Street yeah. venues, like that Eagle Street beer, um, beer rather, is um like you had Bavarian beer cafe and you had Blackbird and yeah. Fridays all that yeah, yeah. it's just it's sort of stepping into a different world and a lot of it was you know you get a lot of people that was like do you know who I am type like it was that kind yeah. of crowd and it's like oh, I'm a lawyer like everyone's a fucking lawyer down there and that's yep. where it was almost like you're caught between that like the managers would go I want you to do this this and this and this but when you enforce certain rules they're like don't touch that it's it was yeah. I remember they didn't yeah. want you to be physical, but also, That's right, yeah. like you just mentioned, you had asked someone to leave and everyone was a goddamn law student. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. look, buddy, I'm pretty sure the Liquor Licensing Act says if yeah. you don't fuck off, yeah. I'm going to make you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then one guard used to knock off at 12, so one was yeah. alone basically till 2 a.m. Yeah. And then they'd ask you, you know, just go around and clear people out. But they, yeah. like you mentioned, no one would ever want to leave. So I used to give them the five minutes, and then if they didn't leave, I'd go over, say, your five minutes is up, and as they were mouthing off, I'd swipe the drink and I'd throw the yeah. remainder, and I'd go, well, you got nothing now, so you yeah. may as well shut five up. Five minutes, fucking hell, that's. that's uh... <laughs> Graceful, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, five, yeah. I think five minutes is a good period. You know, yeah. some people do like 10, 20 minutes. It's, yeah. I guess it's up to nah, up to the venue, really. Well, when you're by yourself in places like that, you don't really have the time to fuck around for yeah. 20 minutes because, you yeah. know, you focus on that one person mm. and then the focus is off the rest of the venue. And that's... Yeah. yeah. Well, I was living on the Goldie, so oh, I'd right. finish there and I'd have to get a 50-minute train yeah. to... Um, the Pack Pines train mm-hmm. station where Oof. I left my car. Which is uh, interesting enough as it is at that time in the morning. So, yeah, well, yeah. the train ride home used to be... I used to send pics to my mates because it'd be... I just remember one fella looked like the... You ever seen the movie Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Professor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Imagine him, but like... Of course. He'd been living on the streets for about two years and hadn't had a bath. And then he was yeah. wearing a um, bathrobe and Ugg boots and he was just like patrolling the train. Fuck. You know, asking people for money yeah. and just smelled like a dumpster. Yeah. That's Queensland, mate, the yeah. sunny state. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you took up the Seki gig? I was uh, 21 at the time. 21. So yeah. that's quite young. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you're quite a humble individual. So I'm guessing when you started security, a lot of people fucking mouthed off to you. Oh, yeah. All the time. It's, and being the size that I'm, I'm not the most... Uh, gigantic of all people as you know so when i was on i used to work in this one place called rg's which is commonly known as or royal george hotel in fortitude valley which is on the corner like the intersection of ann street and brunswick street if you remember right up the top i don't but uh, <laughs> but thanks you know thanks and maybe there's a queenslander listening uh had five people from germany listen to the last episode oh sure so, yeah which was um, oh, kind of strange yeah. i wonder maybe seki means something in German yeah. that I was unaware of yeah. and uh, they thought Same they were fact. tuning into like some 
Probably. Enter in a dark world. We wouldn't know. Maybe they thought it was like a baking podcast, and they, yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, and then all they heard was Alex Hodge fucking giggling. Yeah. <laughs> no, shout out to Alex, man. That was, I think, for the first episode that you had, I think that was good, which gave me a lot of uh, idea of coming yep. on today. Another place I worked. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard of the Stock Exchange Hotel. Yes, yes. I worked there. That was in the... Well, it was just up the road, technically, from the River Bar. Stockies, as it was commonly known. Yeah, but I was working for a different company at that time. It was called Ram Security. Yes. And I mentioned this on Alex's uh, episode, where Ram Security, every Tuesday, you'd have to come and do restraints training. Like, they'd do like an hour, otherwise they wouldn't put you on the roster. Yeah. One time I rocked up, right? And you got a room full of people that you know, that they know each other. For me, Mm -hmm. I didn't know them because I'd only been, I think it was my first week. And uh, so I got paired up with the only chick in the room and she was about 45 years old and quite, uh, (laughs) quite busty in the chesticle region. (laughs) And we're doing these moves where it was, it was like a seatbelt. You come from behind one under through the arm rib over the top. And I was just, I was a young man at the time and rather than thinking about what I was about to do, I just basically did the move. Yeah. So one hand comes up past the rib and the other comes down through through the titties. Yeah. <laughs> and I grabbed it and then like, you know, you move them backwards like you're escorting them out. And I remember just every dude was just looking at me like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then the, the trainer comes over and he goes... I like your enthusiasm, but uh, this is how you do it for a, for a chick. And it was like, instead of going down yeah, through yeah. their boobs, keep it up on the upper chest, yeah. you know? So, And I said, oh, you know, I was just trying to do what uh, well, I think was. Well, it's interesting when it comes to restraining um, women out of the venue, I found that they can just be just as savage because when you have males, it's sort of like, it's very top heavy, mm. a lot of arms moving, whatever, but when it's the girls, I, I learned very quickly to uh, stand side on when they got their high heels and their, their fucking donkey kick in there and it's like a few times I've had to take a knee on the ground and go, and then they'll be like, oh, you're right. I'm like, yeah. Just, just quickly. Just kick um, me in the fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> just quickly reach in and check that both the marbles yeah. are still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Works, like, yeah. I found later yeah. on in the career because... The fashion for the females was the strapless dresses, so mm. obviously there was only tape yeah. keeping them up, and you go in for like a restraint really hard, That's and right, like yeah. the top used to always come down. And you just, yeah. I remember working the old Obar, and there was a, it was quite like it was quite impressive to see actually, yeah. which sounds bad, but there was like this chick fight. The chick that I escorted out, she grabbed the other one by the hair and was just throwing these right mm. uppercuts, and I was like, man, this. She's done this before. Oh, yeah. So I go through with the full Nelson, of course, the dress falls down. Yeah. Got it to the top of the stairs, and she said, can we please stop so I can pull my dress up? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You should have thought about that before you started dishing out those <laughs> uh, those punches. And I remember taking it down the stairs, and the guards on the door, I won't mention who they are. Sure. But instead of, like, you know monitoring what else was going on they were just um staring at a couple of nipples <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting times yeah. interesting time how long did you work in queensland before you made the pilgrimage to the convict colony um i worked from yeah so 2011 to 2016 yep so five years was, was when i moved down so sure majority of the time was spent in um Fortitude, yeah, Fortitude Valley, Brisbane City, and a few like suburban nightclubs. Yep. First nightclub, oh, first place I worked at was through Best Security, which I'm not with the listeners, probably the Brisbane listeners I have, it was in Redcliffe um, Sports Club, and 
that was, I think it was a football match, between, like an exhibition between sure. the Broncos and the Cowboys. So I rocked up there, they just said, be there this time, whatever. Didn't have the security shirt. He goes, oh, rocked up. He goes, well, where's your fucking security shirt? And I was like, well, you just told me just to rock up. And I was like, I don't have a security shirt. It wasn't given away. He goes, oh, fuck it, put this one on. Because the nightclub shirts were different to like, you know, the yep. festival shirts. Whatever. Sure. And there was like, you know, the button ups. Now white as well. Yeah, okay. Which was fuck working in a nightclub and, you know. Getting yeah. a bit of blood or. Yeah. And it's just. Um, piss or jizz all over. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly jizz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. He goes, oh, we need your fucking button up. I can't remember in what color it was, but and he goes, well, this is a only the, this is a smaller shirt I have, and it was a fucking three XL. So oh, obviously yeah. looking the size, but I am I'm, I'm a small on a good day, right? And so three XL, these fucking sleeves, man, were like came down to here. So, and all my job was to do was just basically just be static, and it was, sure. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing, like yep. what to even look out for, yep. or so it was just. It was so, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, interesting. And I was just like, this is all right. And then um, I applied for a secu- security company called, at the time, they were called New Force Security. And NU Force? Yeah, NU Force. Yeah. yeah. You, you familiar? Yeah, mate. I'm familiar. Yeah. So they disbanded, I think, eventually, and they became yeah. uh, true security. But at the time, so I sort of applied and spoke to this one fella, and he just sort of looked at me and was like, oh, yeah, well... We all know the whole don't call us, we'll call you bullshit. And oh, yes, yes, I just yes. went, ah, oh, fucking whatever. You know. <coughs> Thanks for coming, eh? Yeah, so I eventually got the call from, from Eddie from New Force Security and yep. basically was thrown pretty much the first sort of shift. In, it was on a Saturday night in um, in Fortitude Valley and, yeah, Rick's down, down from RG's. So. so it was an experience for 21-year-old? Team. Yeah, that's right. So <coughs> basically my job was, yeah, so it started at... It's a little bit of a backstory for RGs. So it was owned. It was three venues on the top of the of the mall. You had the bank across, and then you had RGs, and then down the mall towards the police beat was uh, Ricks. And so it was all like owned by the same person, and all of us were all on the same radio. And so it was kind of it was an interesting experience. So Street brawls. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Street brawls yeah. is the way to roll, eh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was. It was interesting times where it was funny was like a code yellow they would say that would be for a person to be restrained out of the venue a fist fight 10 on 10 brawl it's just like can't just call a code yellow for fucking for everything you know yeah well, so, isn't that an interesting thing that queensland yeah. has a color-coded system for security to, call, yes. to make calls so yes. you know what you're running into because yes. in tassie or you know probably other places i'm not really sure you just kind of say you need fucking security to the location yeah. And when they get there, they go, what's going on, you know? But yeah. if you call Code Yellow, I remember yeah. it was Code Orange was another one. Yeah. I don't remember what they mean. Well, our, our system was pretty much like, you know, it'd be Code Green, yeah. Mail, you know, you'd be like, copy front door, front door would, you know, respond and say, got Code Green Mail, which is intoxicated or person yeah. Yeah. removed. It'd be like, Code Yellow is, you know, or would say like Code Green aggressive. And then yeah. it would be like, Code yellow coming out, so someone's like restrained. Code yep. orange, which is like they're fighting. Yep. Code red is pretty much. RG's had this really good protocol with because all the bartenders and um, the glasses and all that would be on the radios as well. And they had this good protocol where if a code red was called, which was basically all guards respond from all three venues. So <laughs> at times, so sometimes it can be a little overzealous. In other venues, a code red for them could be just a one-on-one restraint or whatever. Yep. So they. 
with that knowledge they're coming from to our venue for a rockstar shift and they're calling a code red which you know they think oh it's just a, a person restrained and all of a sudden yeah. you've got like 20 fucking <laughs> bouncers like running to this person getting restrained out of the venue and yeah yeah so they had that good protocol where they would go to all they would go to the doors and they would cover the gates for if you uh, you know if there was anything that required more security guards so, yeah okay yeah. and what was the uh training like for a security license in Queensland, because in Tasmania oh, it's notoriously quite right. shot. Yeah, I I was listened to the first um, episode of you guys, and I, I was actually blown away of actually how difficult it was to to have that. But oh, in Queensland, it was, it was fuck all. It was, it was supposed to be like a ten day thing. It was pretty yep. much. I went to this place, and I can't probably won't name them anyway. But <laughs> it was um, <laughs> it was um it was meant to go for ten days. Yep. It was five days of just him saying, yeah, this answers to that. He, it was pretty much just yeah. five days of yeah. him just talking about his old stories. and basically just prepped up, eh? Yeah. And, he was, and, I, and when he said, oh, what type of security do you want to do? And so I want to yeah. do crowd control. And like, I just had that yep. sort of interest and had friends that were already in, like already were, you know, like bouncers. Yep. And so that's what sort of got me interested. And so when I said, oh, you know, I want to do bouncing he was just like oh okay no worries <laughs> like he just sort of looked me up and down and went oh are you sure and I went, yeah fuck yeah like i was keen he goes oh yep. well, you're excited yep. about it and that's half your battle is actually wanting yep. to be there of course and um yeah so it was pretty much supposed to be a 10-day thing five days was just sitting around spinning the yarn and, and then um it was just like sign this and then off you go be free you know so happy days you're yeah. uh you're a let loose on Brisbane CBD. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's strange how the course is a lot kind of like that. But what I like about Queensland is if you want to do a security too, it's like 99 bucks mm. yeah. and 100 bucks a module after that if you want to do it. If you want to do a certificate too in Tassie, it's like yeah. 1500 two grand. Yeah. And for what? Because, yeah. the, you know, the people coming out of these courses are shite. Yeah. You know, yeah. no offence. But, you know, <laughs> it is. And look, yeah. I'm, when I did my security course, it was shite too. So I was probably shite when I came out of it, but yeah. you learn pretty quick. Got a job with this company called Cap Security, right? Right. right. And uh, that With the orange sleeves? The, yeah, I think so. And they were, look, they were notorious yeah. for fucking their staff over big time. I remember there was yeah. a story someone told me, um, like they had a guard work, and then he got glassed one night, mm. and rather than played the workers comp they yes. said oh actually we fired him the shift before so he wasn't supposed to be there what? yeah what? so they yeah. um had a job for me they're like oh we've got this um construction site for the weekend so it was like friday night saturday night sunday night saturday night sunday night 15 hour mm. shifts and it was like 18 bucks an hour flat rate but you know cashing in i was mm. making 800 bucks a week in hand and i was 20 years old and i thought you know what i'm fucking on my way to being a multi-millionaire yeah. right now yeah right because rent yeah. living in a share house rent yeah. was like 125 bucks a week yeah and you know before inflation kicked in you know i was spending like 50 bucks a week on groceries yeah. and i didn't really drink because i was working the weekends yeah. but it was this skyscraper was getting built mm-hmm. right next to friday's nightclub <laughs> yeah yeah. So I rocked up on a Thursday night to do some training with the mm. senior guard. Yeah. Basically, all you were supposed to do was every two hours, you were supposed to do an external patrol, which you couldn't do a full external because mm. you'd be in, walking past all the river bar and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. you did like this crescent moon patrol 
and you were just supposed to make sure that nobody jumped the fence, which they always did because, yeah. you know, you've got this empty construction site. It's a good place to sell drugs, mm. right? Yeah. So my, what I used to carry around was a bit of steel Rio yeah. that they used to put in the, in the concrete, and I used to chase them off. Yeah. <laughs> which would have been pretty funny to watch, I reckon. Yeah. But at that time, they had a gantry with a lunchroom, and what I used to do is I just... Um, I had a portable DVD player mm-hmm. because that's what you had back then. Yeah, <laughs> some of the old security um, gigs I, I did with uh, Procal, yeah, was, yeah, we would have to, like, if they were building this uh, new walkways, I was like, oh, yep. fuck those gigs. Some people loved them, like, still the guys I work with, they would just go, man, this is the best job ever. Yep. Some Sometimes I'd, yeah, a few shits I'd worked out, I'd go and kill myself, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, one night, the yeah. power went out on this, yeah. like, here's the thing, they don't, like, the fella didn't pass... You know, if the power goes out, this is yeah. what you're supposed to do. If there's, you know, some if there's some kind of emergency, this is who you contact. There was no phone numbers or anything yeah. like that. And the operations manager said, oh, look, I'm always available by phone, but yeah. fucking wasn't. And one night the power went out, right? And I knew that there was a fuse box further down. So, like, I'm running in the dark to this fuse box, and next minute I'm fucking waist deep in wet concrete. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just like... It's like quicksand. Yeah. And I'm just like, today's the day that I die. And yeah. like, never to be found, they just be like, where's the guard? And I'm literally in... He's a statue now. <laughs> I'm literally in the concrete foundations. And it was just... I remember I was covered... It was probably to my belly button down. Yeah. And like, I was only two hours into a 15-hour shift and I climbed out and I was like, you know what, fuck this. And I grabbed my fucking backpack and I went to the training station and I fucking went home. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, sometimes you would see people in the morning, sometimes you wouldn't. You would just leave and you just locked the place up, yeah. which was like a chain and a padlock. So I was like, you know what, fuck this, and I just left. And actually no one ever asked me about it, so I, I'm assuming that they never really noticed that I left. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought, fuck that, I'm not staying there. It was shit. But I made pretty good friends with the the Friday's bouncers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, why don't you come work here? And I was just like, nah, it's mm. not really. Yeah. Not really. Because I've been working at the stock exchange and it was just fucking people punching on all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Marys who were like six foot six, you know, built like two fridges put together. Fuck it. Yeah. And at the time when I came from Tasmania, there was no sort of restraints training. I'd only done yeah. a bit of Muay Thai. So I was just punching yeah. everyone in the face. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think that if I punched a mare in the face that it was going to do much. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, I just won't. Oh, I just some, won't bother some of the brothers that would uh, come into that place, he would just, like, I used to be on the door and I'd just go, oh, fuck, just please just yeah. behave yourself. You that's know? And it. That's, and that's, that's where it. we'll probably get into it a little bit later, but that's where it's sometimes like, yeah, you got to learn how to talk to people, really, you know, so... Did you ever have a moment, like an oh shit moment where you thought, I fucked up here? Like maybe you got involved in a restraint and you were just like, the person turned out to be a little bit stronger than you thought or a little bit wilder than, and you just thought, yeah. today's yeah. the day I might actually fucking die. <laughs> yeah. There was this, oh, there was one uh, incident, uh, it was in, at RG's. Sure. And it was in the main dance floor and it was this fucking big black dude just pumping, pumping this fucking white guy. I can't even remember what, even how it started. But I've sort of run in, I was like, Code Yellow, fucking, I can't even remember, I was just like young, <laughs> going, Code Yellow, fucking main bar, whatever, and I've jumped in, lunged into this guy, seatbelt grip, and um, then he's just fucking stood up, 
Yeah. And uh, so he's walking out the door, and I'm still, like, <laughs> I'm still latched onto the guy, trying to like, I didn't even know how to do any like, yeah, reenact, reenact yep. chokes or anything. So I'm like seatbelt grip, legs wrapped around him, and he's kind of like, walked about five, six meters. And I'm like, he's just sort of look going, get the fuck off me, man. <laughs> like there was just no way. Like his his fucking back was like bricks, but um, in in Fortier Valley, like the ice you know ice was a problem and you'd get a lot of you'd get trouble just as much outside the venues yeah. as you would inside yeah so which very quickly you learn to make friends with uh you know with with them because sometimes they you know on those quieter nights they they watch you back a little but yeah. um, but that's just like you know first thing that sort of comes to mind where you just go oh fuck you just sort of you come in a lot harder than than the average person and it just yeah doesn't do anything and that's where i remember uh yeah. working at it when it used to be iso bar back in the day yeah. now i can't remember what how old i was at the time but i used to love doing the doing the full nelson which is a yes. you know yeah. a good tactic if the person's relative to your height yeah. right and there yes. was you know it's something it's it just reminds me of the time because i got this guy in a full nelson and yeah. he must have been slouching over because then he stood yeah. up and my fucking feet were off the ground. And then he started oh, yeah. running like yeah. a goddamn gazelle <laughs> towards the bar. And I was thinking, yeah. is this dude going to jump the bar with me on his back? Yeah. Like, this guy yeah. is a goddamn thoroughbred. Yeah. And he's running towards the bar and I'm going, get the fuck out of the way. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the way. And then I thought, you know what? Let's kick it old school. Yeah. And I've slinked my body to the side so I could just get on my tippy toes. Yes. And I'm using his momentum. And just as we get to the bar, yeah. because obviously I've got double hands on the back of his yeah. neck, I've just smashed his head into that yeah, bar. Yeah. And then after that he goes, I walk out. Yeah. And I thought, well, you yeah. lost you lost that you opportunity convinced, you convinced him, when yeah. you uh, were running out like a goddamn ostrich with me on your yeah. back, you know. Plenty of times so I've tried to do the uh, full Nelson and I've found out very quickly that you kinda of gotta be like relative yeah. to their size yeah. and heights as well. And but I found like when like a lot of people would get involved in situations where they had no fucking place to even say like over time like when i worked at rick's you know rgs and other venues we we might touch on and yeah i learned like to try and get not make like be best friends or whatever yeah. with everyone but just get them on like your good side especially yeah. in a place like yep. and people listening would would vouch for this about the place that rgs and rick's was was that it was very, it could be very anti-authority very quickly. And so sure. you're just restraining, like, you know, trying to get someone out the door or whatever. And all of a sudden you look up and you got the whole fucking smokers area just all gone. Fucking come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And your and, asshole's just puckering in and out. Oh man, I remember, and I worked with my brother in this venue at this at this stage. And, um, and I remember we just, there was this one guard, which I won't say his name, but he never, we, we learned like, we would just hear this over the radio because he would speak so quickly and then and so we're pretty much at the at the back so backstory to that was this guy was fucking around on the tables and he was dancing throwing glasses yeah and um this guard was uh national judo champion at the time uh-huh. as well. so it was fucking it was yeah it was funny and um, i feel like someone's getting hit tossed here uh, his name was kiffy fuck it shout out <laughs> <laughs> shout out to kiffy <laughs> so he was this uh tongan guy and he was a fucking monster and He's just like, hey, brother, you know, I won't mock his accent because I just embarrass myself, but he just goes, oh, you know, get off the tables. And the guy goes, fucking make me your fucking black cunt, rah, rah. And he goes, oh, whew, you sure? He goes, yeah, I'd love to fuck. Just gets fucking pile drive, like, head first, 
off the fucking tables, concrete. He's just, you hear this, boom, and it's just fucking You're dead out, silent. And I'm sort of, I've come running through the crowd, whatever. And, um, and all of a sudden you're just, you're dealing with this unconscious guy and then everyone just starts grouping up and just mm. like, what the fuck and yeah. whatever. And they don't, you know, some people yeah. just see it as you're the authority figure and then they start getting this. Like, you use an excessive force. Yeah, and, you know, and all that shit. And thing. now it's just, it was like me, my brother, Kithy, um, Dave, the um, Irish Dave, the manager at the time. And um, it was just like hip ass and verse like, fucking 15 20 very very pissed off fucking people and that was one of the moments where i was like and i was new to it at the time and yeah. i was like fuck you know like how quickly you can just it just a normal night and all of a sudden yeah, yeah it's interesting because like you touched on before yeah. if you're in around the river in the cbd yeah. it's hoity-toities everyone's wearing a button-up shirt tucked yeah. in but the valley gets everyone Yes. Everyone and their dog all mixed together. Well, we used to get the knockbacks pretty much from every venue because we yeah. had such a loose dress code, yep. singlets, fucking shorts. It's like, Seems if like you're wearing... a casino. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're wearing a singlet and shorts and thongs and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go out in the city, you're just, nah, like that's a, yep. I'm a fuckwit. Yeah. You know, like that's the billboard yeah. right there. So we, yep. there was this place across the road called Woolly Mammoth and it used to be called the Mustang back in the day. And so if you couldn't get into the Mustang, it's like, so they would come to the door and be like, oh, I couldn't get into the Mustang. I'm like, fucking hell. Like, no, man, you're not coming in any of that shit, you know? So that's... Um, Inter- like, yeah. Interesting that the woolly mammoth and the Mustang, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You don't have any of that stuff down here, eh? Yeah. So when did you um, make pilgrimage down to the convict colony? Um, in 2016... I came down here, so... Yep, and obviously you still carried on with your security career. That's right. Uh, what was your... Where'd you, where was your first gig? Here was a... Was that Eastland Shopping Centre? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no. oh, man, it was... Oh, yeah. goodness. Well, I was, only put, I was only placed there because I originally applied at the hospital. So when I was in Brisbane... Yep. And I sort of was looking for security jobs to sort of roll into. Yeah. He's called me when I'm, well, I'm still in Brisbane... And he just goes, oh, hey, man, I want you to start down in the hospital. I'm like, yep. I was like, I haven't even moved there yet, bro, but I'll be moving there in two weeks. So let's um, let's talk then. And sure enough, when I landed, um, you know, I called him and he just goes, oh, look, there's, there's a contract changing over, whatever. We probably know from secure court to Wilson, yeah, yeah. that whole shit that happened with that. I've got a funny story about the changeover. Yeah. So... Yeah. Obviously, Secure Corp lost the contract and Wilson, being the great company that they are, picked it up. Yeah. So they had one shift that was to be a six-hour shift, which was the first changeover because we were going from eight-hour shifts with Secure Corp to 12-hour shifts with Wilson. So first shift was six hours and it was me and a gentleman who is basically furniture there, Stephen Atwell. And I rocked up and I've got the full Wilson get-up on and he rocked up and he's got the Secure Corp get-up. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, well, they didn't give me a fucking uniform, so I'm going to wear the Secure Corp uniform. I'm like, this is going to be really strange, me walking around in Wilson, you walk around Secure Corp, and he goes, ah, well. The operations manager rocks up for Wilson and goes, Steve's wearing a Secure Corp uniform. I said, yeah, you didn't give me a uniform. And he goes, fuck. He goes, do you think I should get him one? I said, yeah, Uh, mate. Yeah, Yeah, I think you should go and get him a uniform. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go and get it and I'll drop it off to him. I said, yeah, Yeah. good boy thinking 
he retarded me. Right. Like, yeah. But back then we only had two guards, one in ED, one doing the rest of the hospital. Right. Not like it is now where there's yeah. about 17 of the fuckers roaming around. Yeah. Many differences between Royal Brisbane and Royal Hobart. Yeah, so Royal Brisbane Hospital, uh, well, first things first, the, uh, I found that the uh, staff and nurses uh, respected a little bit more people up in Royal, and that was the... I think the number, the number of the guards as well. Royal Brisbane, it, it blew my mind. So you would go from being the first point of call yep. in a like a code black incident, and up there we would have like a code grey yep. as well. So that was just a what well, we would you know we yeah, call so like a patient assist friend. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. You know, yep. That would be like that, and so with a code black, it would be like everyone would be in all the staff members would be straight into the fishbowl. Sure, and it would just be like that person there and it's just when I'd call the code black that was it there was no fucking like standing around for an hour yeah yep. oh, I'm know. just gonna give them a little time oh. you know I might ask them if they can take the pills yeah I might do this we've got to remember least restrictive yeah. practice well, why'd you call the code black then well that's right it's just and you'd be up there going oh a fucking can of coke and run around and <laughs> yeah we'll just be like okay let's get a can of coke oh fuck that you've called a code black yeah. that's that's negotiations all out the window so exactly. why, why'd you call this then you know, yeah. that's where i was always but you know so brisbane were like they would you know at royal they would uh it'd be all like security like that they would handle the patients and down yeah. and so that was that weird transition from being down here and being like you're a fucking piece of shit like, <laughs> you know, like, like you don't even get to fucking look at a patient yeah. or whatever and, yeah. and uh and that's what sort of blew my mind so i'd be you know, it would be an ED, someone would be under an order, they'd go to the door and you would just go, fucking, you know, take down, whatever. And it'd be like, and then all of a sudden you got orderlies like ripping you off the person. Yeah. Going, get off him. I'm like, what do you mean, me get off him, man? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and then like, we'll take over. I'm like, but I, I got him, you know, and it's not like a fucking ego wank or anything, but it was just like, yeah, that's, that took me a very long time to sort of try not to yep. be so. It was almost like you're just there for kind of like, Oh, well, security, like an insurance thing. Security yep. were there. Yep. Deterrent. Yeah, deterrent. It blows my mind that, uh, you know, this is like the only hospital, like Royal Hobart is like the only hospital that uses orderlies as like code black response team. And I feel like uh, having that separation from like patient, especially patient handling, mm. you're going down to ED, a dude's coming in on ice and he's fucking rocking the uh, the stretcher. Yeah. And you got to get him from, you got to get him from a five point restraint arms, legs around the chest and move him to the bed. Yeah. And then, you know, pee spitting blood and fucking whatever and then you're going straight from there to neonatal or ICU yep. or something like yep. that. But in up in say Brisbane it was just like no, nah, it was like complete yeah. separation. Like you weren't taking Well, I always think it's interesting that our emergency response is medical orderlies times yes. four and just one security guard because That's every right. other hospital in Australia mm. security is your response team. Yes. Do you know why they use the medical orderlies? I don't, actually. No. It's money, right? So yeah. they save money yeah. because there's already orderlies on shift, so why not just pay them? That's right. Since they're already on shift, we'll get them to yeah. do code blacks, right? Yeah. Must have been budgeting things back in the early days where somebody thought, you know what, yeah. we'll just get the orderlies to do it yeah. rather than justify having, you know, four security just yeah. who could possibly be sitting around yeah. because, you know, code blacks don't happen all the time. But um, that's what it was. It was a money thing. This might be a bit controversial, but uh, which hospital do you think ran better? Oh. 
All right, let me let me rephrase <laughs> this. Okay, let's take the best Code Black team Royal Brisbane has, and yes. let's take the best Code Black team Tassie. Oh, has. Brisbane all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, is that what was the training like? What what kind of training did the team get? Like, as far as restraints, uh, you know, did they get like we get a one day course? Yeah. Every tw- it's supposed to be every twelve months, but you're lucky if you get it every twelve. Months. It was pretty consistent. Like, yeah. um, it was. Most of, at best, it was every fortnight on a Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was really yep. consistent. And that's where, um, not to jump straight back into the valley again, but like moving when you first sort of start there, and then I guess you just get heaps and heaps of practice, and then after a while you just get it you yeah. know, sort of down pat, and that's what they sort of, um, we tried to do a lot was um, would run. It was just basically repetition just over yeah. and over, but also sort of in real time, because you yep. see, you watch a lot of the, things it's like not everyone's going to be clean yes here's my yes here's my arms yes. tim and eric please put me on the knees like <laughs> we, would go, we, we would go all right tim today's training you're going to be the person presented to yep. ed under ice suicidal ideation has been pulled off the story bridge rah, rah, and you i want you to thrash the fuck out of everyone you know it was just basically yeah. full noise you know and then to the point well, because that's what you're dealing with. You're not going to deal yeah. with someone that, you know, that are just going, you know, they're coming in, you know, the police are bringing them in, whatever, yeah. and then they Well, I found in Brisbane, especially in the emergency room, was that they didn't really let the patients have, like, hold the wards at ransom. Like, I found yep. that, especially in ED, and not to give away too much, whatever, but it was like you could you could just have a patient just walking around going you know butt naked screaming and you're sort of trying to bomb and everyone just walked past you man you know and they just did not give a fuck but as soon as you would put your hands on them let go of him excessive force yeah he's sick i was like yeah but assault's still assault whatever you know yeah it's it's your i found you know took it upon yourself to say well this it's my job to keep everyone else safe yeah. And also himself safe as well. So yeah. it's, uh, look, when you would get someone that would have a uh, seclusion order, um, sorry, deviating too much, but that's all right. Let's finish here so I'll jump with back it. to. So you would, when someone would be placed under like a seclusion order, so I'd have the, the chief psychiatrist and the psychiatric emergency nurse signing off on it, saying this yep. person is a seclusion order whatever the pen nurse would go on lunch whatever and i remember this one time so she's gone she's going all right i'm on dinner break this nurse has taken over she's just gone this dude must have been behind the fucking glass watching the whole time because she just goes well i don't like seclusion orders so she her personal opinion thought that that outweighed the actual mental health act that this person was placed under whatever and um as soon as soon as she just went clink on the lock the door fucking flew open so fucking fast and she just got catapulted into yep. remember that desk that used yep. to be across from room seven? Yeah. So she learnt a less valuable Very lesson quickly that day. and he just he just ended up just by the time I got I was sitting in the, the little dog box there, I ran and she <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a very good name. Did you know that yeah. used to actually be the second seclusion room? Is that that's right, yeah. 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 Like, it's tiny, eh? Yeah. Like, fuck. who are you going to put in there? Oh. You can't even lay down in there. No. That's right. We couldn't even lay down. 
Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So did you do any crowd control in Tassie or you just did the um, guarding stuff? No, no. I was pretty much once um, I had a uh, pretty bad accident in, um, or incident rather, in, in Brisbane. And that's what's yep. sort of like, oh yeah, I'm pretty... I'm pretty done here like after yep. that like it wasn't it didn't say like sort of scamming scamming off for example but i was just like moving down here i was like no nah, fresh start i just sort of wanted to um sort of get away from the doors yep i still get uh i still get the you know the sweaty palms sometimes and i drive through like salamander and i go fuck you like you miss it man like it's yeah. really it's a, it was a really hard life to walk away from because it's just um you sort of miss that uh that brotherhood as well and that's like really um that's really like prominent in uh in bouncing it's mm. just it's a weird thing because like you're yeah. standing on a door or upstairs yeah. and you, at the time you hate it yeah. but then like you knock off and you're talking shit with the fellas and yeah. well, the ladies if you're lucky enough to have one on your staff <laughs> and um you know yeah. you're joking around and talking about you know fucking someone shitting themselves or someone spewing on themselves or like maybe the restraint you did or you know something someone said to you because people come up with some fucking hilarious lines if you're working the door and you tell them they can't come in and it's just like come on dude like what are you or you know come on you know because a lot of chicks do it too I remember the telly there was one and she was a hairdresser and she was like a wild animal you know she was like pushing 50 and you're like what are you doing like grow the fuck up Cause I remember one night um, <laughs> we bought uh, me and another guard. We bought this this bloke out, and he was like pissed, isn't it? And yeah. uh, you know we weren't. It was we were barely guiding him out the door, and she was carrying on, carrying on, carrying on. So I sort of slowly, like not even a push. It's like you put your hand on someone yeah. and you move them right yes. nice and slowly, rope it off, and then she starts climbing under the rope. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? And she's like, fucking, fucking dog, fucking, you know, yeah. as they do, fuck you, I'll fuck you up. And you just, yeah. like, okay. So she runs at me and I like turn to the side and she ran into the wall. Yeah. And a friend was filming it and goes, I, I saw the whole thing. And I was yeah. like, good for you. Yeah. Like, what did you see? Anyway, let's fast forward probably two months later. I'm at the telly again and I'm yeah. working out the back and she's back. And I'm thinking, here we, you know, let's wait till she realises it's me. Yeah. Anyway, she comes up to me and she's like, oh, how's your knock going? I said, yeah, good. And she's like, oh, you seem like a really nice fella. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool, thanks. And she's like, yeah, last time I was here, there was a fuck, this fucking security <laughs> that fucking threw me, threw me onto the ground, threw me into the wall, you know, tried to break my wrist. And I was just like, yeah, that was me. And then she just goes, you fucking cunt. And it just kicked off from there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so she got booted and this guy she was with was just like, oh, fuck, you know, when you just watch those Australian bogans and they got the hands at their waist oh, yeah, and they're like yeah. in their fighting stance and they're like moving their head like that's going to do something. And, and I'm like, move is like ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're like two meters away from me. What are you going to do from there? And he's just like, I'll fuck your shit up. And I was just like, mate, here's the line here. Just put one fucking toe across yeah, it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you want to fucking go? And I said, I do want to go. I want to fucking go home. But like, yeah. you know, fucking, if you're a big man, step across the line. And yeah. he's just like, I'll oh, fuck you up. And I was like, yeah, you keep saying that. But like. Especially when, like, you get the people that would stand behind their missus. And they would like, be like pushing up against their back on yeah. Yeah, like hold me back. Yeah, hold me. Yeah, yeah. like you fucking lucky. Like, you sort of just stand there going, bro. Like if you can't get past your forty-five kilo misses, you ain't yeah. you ain't gonna get past us through the fucking door. So yeah. do you ever think those people wake up the next day and just sort of get a flashback and just go, 
Man, I was a menace last night. Like, yeah, I had just one guy at Rick's. Fuck, <laughs> it was funny. We, um, can't remember, can't even remember exactly what he did, but I sort of kicked off on the door with another guard. I sort of got in between, but then he's cracked me, and I went, oh, fuck. And I only just grazed the cheek, whatever. Yep. It was pretty much on from there. Like it was yep. basically he's throwing, I'm throwing, and you know we're both you know, we're both pretty cut up by the end of it. He sort of felt. He sort of fallen back into we used to have this fire exit um, that was between uh, people that are listening right now would know exact the exact door that I'm talking about. So it was just place between uh, Calabar and Ricks. It was like right on the bottom. There was this um, there was a store that it was it had uh, no cameras and stuff. But and it was he, just he always fell back, did he? He I swear <laughs> to Christ, man! I swear <laughs> to Christ, I, was, I feared for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. just fallen but we kind of got tripped up whatever he didn't fall yep. back you know um, and he's just sort of ended he's just in this like this position like upright kind of like sitting down half standing up and I'm just like started loosening him up a bit with a couple of knees whatever and then you know, he just fuck cops coming cops coming whatever so we just sort of get up he kind of puts his hand out and just goes oh good fight man and we kind of went okay and he just goes and then he just like hung me. He's like, yeah, fuck you, bro. And I'm like, so I like got my hands like here, you know, like against my chest, sort of like ready to kind of push him back again. Mm. But I kind of went, yeah, yeah, all good. Or just, I said, just get the fuck out of here. Because sometimes yeah. when, you know, in incidents like that, like, you know, if police come in, it's like, it can be quite, uh, it can be quite incriminating for you as well. Yeah. Like, so you come, sometimes it just, just fuck off, you know. Yeah, it's better if they just leave, eh? That's right. So he's come back the next, uh, the next night yep. you know and he's just like oh man like <laughs> I just wanted to say like sorry bro like I got you know I got up the next I got up the next day and um, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even roll onto my side and I lifted up my shirt and it's just all like black and blue and he goes oh, I just want to like you know um, are we all good I said like, yeah man come on in bro yeah, it's all sweet yeah, like yeah. it just kind of squashed it like yep. you know but um, but then you get those these um and there was other guy as well. And so when I was at Rick's yet again, I was on this place called, um, people listening, like fellow friends would know that this place called Rick's Main Gate. And it was just, it was this entry point straight off the mall. So you got like thousands of thousands of people walking past you, close proximity. Every, uh, it was like almost every weekend, this one guy in particular would always rock up. But he, but he would, he had like I don't know like the, a fucking glass chin or something <laughs> but you would just push him and he would just like just you know not shove him out to the road but you just kind of push him and even if you just nicked his chin a bit he was out he was just like flat on his back and I just go fuck so I was like one my first ever um, meeting with him was uh, he basically just ran sprinted from the mall ran straight towards me and I was sort of like shoved him back going hey fucking slow down he goes yeah you fucking want to go oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what the fuck are you even talking about man what do you mean what I want to go I just said just slow the fuck yeah. down you know and he's just like yeah yeah and he's just like pushing pushing he's just like hopped into his back and I just went fuck and I just reactionary just like got to him and he's just like completely he's, he's fucking out and I'm yep. like that was like one of the times where I was like, oh, fuck, you know, because everyone saw it. 
But I think I got lucky because the dude, there was this gentleman that was sitting behind behind me. He was a police sergeant. So when he, you know, I was familiar to him. So he's um, he's seen the whole thing, luckily. So when the police did show up, yep. he sort of got up and went, nah, fuck it, I'll tell you what's happened. He, you know, it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't like, oh, I'd just say this and fucking we'll yep. just run with it. Because it was on, it's on footage. Footage doesn't lie anyway. But it was just that... He's coming in for the punch. I've kind of slipped, got to him before, and um, and then, which is interesting though because it's like. Uh